Good morning. We begin by thanking our sponsors of the of Talmud Torah for the month, as well as the sponsors of today's daf. Thank you to Shmuel Malka Esterson in memory of their parents, the commemoration of the yard sites, it's like Leib, and Aaron Akoyen, Sarah Rachel Bas Baruch Avram, Hindavas Hedach Afrayim, in honor of the Rafael Joseph Kihila, and Dafiyomi today is sponsored by Alan Wiseman, in memory of his mother, Dorothy Wiseman, Devorah Miriam Bas. Moshe Cohen, the Shabbos have an Aliyah, and the family have an Acham. We're beginning today. Today's daf is daf Yutes, a brand new parak. We begin at the, at the Mishnah at, at the bottom of Yilches Amud Beis. So, just uh, a couple of brief words of Hakdama to this parak. This parak starts off with a very long Mishnah, similar to the last parak, and it describes a number of days when we fast right away. In other words, there's no buildup over here. These are days where it's so, it's so intense and so severe that we begin right away with the fasts. And then the parak goes on to a number of fascinating Gemaras. Some of these stories are actually very famous stories, but it's uh, a, a number of very, very beautiful stories. As we go through the parakel, I don't know if we'll be able to start it today. The stories begin at the bottom of Yutes Amud Beis. But um, just to borrow a word from the Rav, these are incredible, incredible Amudim of Gemara over here, and um, you don't want to miss out on these ones. So the the whole parak, really, the whole parak is uh, is a tremendous, a tremendous opportunity to really see these stories, where they come from, the makar of these stories. Um, as a matter of fact, some, some even refer to, these, uh, to this parak as the parak, I believe it's called the parak of Hasidim, because it, you know, it, shows, it shows such unbelievable stories. So it's really, it's a very fascinating parak with some really overwhelming, riveting gemaras over here in, uh, in this parak. So the Mishnah, the Mishnah begins, Seder Tanios Elu, Ha'amor Bervia Rishona. All those, all these previous tainus, all the all the previous fasts that we talked about, that the way that they build up and the will, the way that they ultimately build through the process, that was all talking about when we went to different seasons. We got to the first season, it didn't start raining yet, so we're we're anticipating what may happen. We're starting to see a brewing problem. However, once we're at any point in time, we're the the plants that are starting to grow are not growing properly. They're already changing. Right away, we start being masri on them. So now it's important to note that the, the, the Lashon of the Mishnah, the actual words in the Mishnah, say masriyim aleim miyad. It doesn't say that we'll, we'll fast as well, but this is a machlokas. Rashi says, by tzmachim shashanu, it's the second, the second, the second, Line in Rashi in this parak, Avotzmachim Shashanu at the end, in the third in the third line, Shenistalim Minhagam Tachas Chita Yotza Choch Tachas Orab Baasha, and it goes on at the end of that Rashi says Shekol Chomer Haachronos Noeg Behen. This these these days include all the Chomer of all the fast days. In other words, even though the the term is Masri and Alemiad, Rashi seems to indicate that it has all the Chomers of the of the fast days. Now the second case where we start, we get right into fasting is In other words, it started raining, but between rains, 
there was a 40-day lapse of time. 40 days is considered to be a very significant measure of time. It's not just that there was a, a lapse of rain for 40 days, and it's just a period of time, but 40 days is a whole chilek of time. But there's a whole period of time when there's no rain, that's considered to be a very immediate, an immediate problem which needs to be addressed right away. And why, why is that? This is already considered a food shortage. Once we have a food shortage, and a food shortage in any, in any way, so that's when we start fasting right away. It started raining, but it's only enough rain for smaller plants, but it's not enough rain for trees. Or the opposite, you have rain, but the rain is only good for trees, but not for small plants. I assume that this means that there's like a major storm. You have a major downpour, so you'll get enough water for the trees. The trees will be fine, they'll survive. But the major downpour that comes, if it doesn't come along with some normal rain as well, it's just going to destroy all the plants. In other words, it's good enough for trees and for plants. It's not enough to fill up all the cisterns, the little pits that exist. Those are, those are very important. We didn't have, not talking about a period of time when there's running water. So in order to be able to store water, it's very important that you're able to fill up. They had a number, each town had pits, they had cisterns that they used to gather the water. Now, if they don't have enough to fill those up, that's already a problem. So Masriya we, and we, we are Masriya. Masriya means we blow the shofar and we cry out right away. So this is an interesting case because it's not, it's not talking about a whole area. It's one specific city seems to be excluded. And this one city somehow always misses out on the rain. In other words, it's raining in other places. But this one city does not get any rain. So it's obviously suffering the consequences of not having rain. In other words, this is a pasuk which is indicating that when one city doesn't have any rain, that's considered to be a very bad sign. So if there's one city that's excluded, and one city does not have any rain, though that city will be Masriya Le'emiyad. Again, Masriya literally means they'll blow the shofar and they will, they'll cry out. And they, as we mentioned, it seems to be there's a Machlokas Rishonim if this includes a regular fast as well. So here, when it comes to this last case, where one city is excluded, so the, the Mishnah says, Osa ir mis'ana, that one city fasts, umasras, and it blows the shofar, So here something else is included. Not only does that, that city have to fast, but the surrounding cities as well have to, they have to fast, masrias. They don't have to actually blow the shofar, they don't have to actually go out and cry out, but they just have to fast. Now why is this? So, it seems like there's two understandings. Rashi takes the approach of it's a simple practical reason why the surrounding cities are going to have to fast. Because what happens if there's one city that has no rain? They're going to rely on the surrounding cities to supply them with all the food. So they're going to have a supply chain crisis. Because they're not going to have enough food because what they normally stock their, their shelves with in, the, in those, in those surrounding cities is going to be, again, the normal stock, but all of a sudden a whole other city comes to their stores to go shopping and there's not going to be enough food left. So therefore, it's not just a tzara, it's not just a problem for the city that has no rain, 
It's actually going to have a residual effect on all the surrounding cities. So Rashi takes the approach that it's simple. It's a simple practical problem that they have. It's the second line in Rashi. Lefikach mesanos sheosah ha'ir shelo yardo le'geshamim telech liknos ha'tavua baosah ha'ir biyebarav. In other words, there isn't enough in every city to supply all the cities <coughs> that have shortages, and therefore they have to fast as well to prevent themselves from having a problem, not having enough food. There are others who seem to understand that the reason why there's a fast is simply because if your neighbor is suffering, neighbor has no rain, so even if it's not going to actually directly impact you, but your neighbor is right next to you suffering. They have, they have nothing to eat, so therefore they'll fast. V'kiva Omer Masrios V'lomasanos. It's the opposite. They could cry out, they could blow the show for they could do all types of tshuva, but ultimately the bottom line is they're not mechliyev to fast because they have enough food. They have everything that they need. It's raining, crop is growing, all the plants are going, and therefore there's no reason for them to have to fast. This is the, the, the fifth case where we're going to go straight in to right away getting into the, into the chumros of the end of the fast season. In other words, as we mentioned in the previous prakim, there's a buildup of how we get to there. We're, another case where we're going to get right into the fast is a city, this is the fifth and sixth case, is if there's a plague. If there's a plague in the city and people are dying, or if there's, mapolis literally means that houses are crumbling. I'm not sure if this necessarily means that there are earthquakes or if there's just major tornadoes, but the fact is there's some type of natural disaster that's occurring that's causing that the homes are falling down. So, also ir mas'ana, umasras, v'chos v'osea, mas'anos v'lomasrios. All those cities, they, they have to fast. Mas'ana, umasras, so that city itself, that is suffering, they fast, and they blow the shofar. In the surrounding cities, they fast, but they do not have to blow the shofar. In Kiva Omar, Masrios Lomasanos makes the same argument as before, that they again, they don't have to fast, but what they do have to do is they have to blow a shofar. So the Gemara has to ask, the, sorry, the Mishnah asks a question right here, what's considered a devil? At what point do we consider something to be a plague that requires fasting? A zeu devil. What is a devil? So, so the Mishnah answers, Ir chamesh meos ragle A city that has 500 Ragli literally means feet. So if three of them are going to die, begimel yamim, in three days, ze'ach ze'ah, consecutively, harei ze'ah dever. Pachas mikan, ain't ze'ah In other words, out of 500 people, three people need to die three days in a row. Now it's interesting, I just looked up this halacha in Shulchan Aruch, and in Shulchan Aruch it's quoted very clearly, but Mechaber adds something in, which he takes... He takes from the Rambam. This is in Simon Tav Kuf Ayin Vav, in Sif Base. The Mechavah writes as follows. Similarly, when it comes to a dever, to a plague, and the Mechavah asks, Is that a dever? Ir shesh ba Tav Kuf Ragle, 500 people, Exactly what our Mishnah says. Hareza Dever. Yatsu Biyom Echad O Biyom Dalid. Oh, sorry. Yatsu Biyom Echad O Bedalid Yamim. Ain't the Dever. If it's all in one day, so that's one bad day. That doesn't mean it's a plague. If it happens over four days, that's not either a Dever. 
And he goes on to continue at the end. He writes, We do not include the women, we do not include the children, or the zakenim. In other words, their understanding from here that it has to be that they are people who are actively involved in day-to-day, in, in day-to-day affairs. Why? Because it has to actually be indicative of the fact that there's really a plague here. It can't be that there's anything else which contributes to it. And Mishabrura comments, these people, the, those people, in other words, children, and elderly people, who we can't necessarily attribute their death directly to the plague. In other words, it could be all types of confounding reasons as to why these people died. So that doesn't necessarily quantify this as a plague. So this number, 3 out of 500, has to be a solid 3 out of 500 people who there's no other explainable reason as to why they, why they died. So 3 people in three, in 3 days out of 500 people die, that's considered a, a plague. If it goes anywhere out of that, so that's not considered a plague. It could be a, ter- a terrible tragedy, but it's not going to be a plague that's going to require fasting. The following things, we actually, Masriya, we will blow the shofar all over the place, not just, not just in the place where the problem is taking place. This is, so shidafon is when there are very strong winds and it messes, messes up the, the produce. It's some type of disease. It's a holy Rashi says. Balaarba is locust, balchas is another type of locust, balchayara, and if there are wild animals, balcherev, cherev Rashi tells us is there are there are army men. There's literally there's a invasion happening. Masrian aleim b'teishi makish malaches. All these things that are not location specific, they travel. All these problems they can travel from one city to the next. So therefore, once they start happening, then masrian leim b'chamakom. Now it's interesting. The Mishnah writes, Al So Bechol Makom seems to be all over the place. So what does all over the place mean? So I think this is something which we have to adjust to the times because in the time of the Mishnah, you didn't just open up your Twitter feed and then find out that there was an invasion that happened someplace on the other side of the world. You didn't, just didn't hear about these things. Bechol Makom my understanding is any place that you'll hear about it. So word spreads from city to city by word of mouth. But the fact that you could just turn on the news and watching the nightly news, you could hear all types of devastating stories that happen all over the world. That's not going to, that's not going to require that every person who watches the news at night has to then go ahead and fast the next day. So in other words, these stories, the problem is that they are problems that travel from, from place to place. And therefore, if you heard about it, you have to worry about the fact that it must be close enough to you that you heard about it. So Maya said, there was a story. The Zakanim from Yushalayim went into their city. They noticed, so Ashkelon over here, Rashi says Barak's Pelishtim. It's not Ashkelon in, in the literal sense of the word Ashkelon is a city that we know nowadays as Ashkelon. In other words, they saw they saw like the opening of a of of an oven of shidafon. Shidafon, as we described, was 
damaged crops as a result, a result of the wind, and immediately just seeing that amount caused them to be gozer atinus to institute a fast day. They also instituted a fast day because, two, because wolves ate two children. And therefore, once they saw that that happened, they said if, these two, if there are wolves over here in the city who are eating two children, so then they instituted a fast day right away. It's a terrible tragedy. Sorry, to wolves, eight children on the other side of the Jordan. He says it wasn't even the story that they actually were eaten. The tragedy didn't even take place yet. But they saw wolves roaming around, and they realized that this is a very dangerous thing. People have their children outside playing. If there are wolves, wild animals that are roaming around, this is definitely something which is a danger to everybody in the city. And therefore, they instituted a fast day. Now the Mishnah goes on to another discussion, which is, at what point is something considered so severe that will even be Masriya on Shabbos? Will even blow the shofar and cry out on Shabbos? Al-Elu, Masriya be Shabbos. On the following, we are going to cry out on Shabbos. Al-Strangers came... Obviously, this is talking about strangers who are coming with, with, they're coming with a threat. Or it's being taken over by the Nar, by the water of Valsfina Hametarefes. On a boat that is, it's kind of flailing out there in the water. It didn't actually capsize yet, but it's something which is, it, it's, it's, it's in grave danger. Valsfina Hametarefes Bayam, Yossi Omer Lazar says, and these type of things that we cried on Shabbos, it's not just crying out. There has to be that you're calling out for something practical to be done, that you want someone to come help you. But just to cry out, we don't do that on Shabbos. Shimon even on a plague, the Chachamim did not agree to. So this is actually a practical halacha that we have to, we have to know. It's actually, it's, the halacha is brought down as well in tough Kuf, I involve, as, I, as where I mentioned before, the halachas of Atinas, but this is halacha and halachas Shabbos in Reish Peiches, in Shulchan Arach. These are the halachas of fasting, or, or any, uh, any fast, or a Atinas Chalom on Shabbos. And in Shulchan Arach writes, This is in Reish Peiches of Tes Ein Tzorakim Velo Masriyim Bo Al Shum Tzara. It's referring to Shabbos. Chutz Mitzaras Hamazonas Shetzorakin Alea the Peh B'Shabbos Lo B'Shofer. If there is, if there are issues with food, in other words, there's a famine. There's not enough food. We can cry out on Shabbos, but again, we don't blow the shofar. And he writes the 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 Mechaber continues. V'chein Ir Shehikifua Anosim O Nahar. People are forcing the way into a, into a city to invade it. There is a city which is being overtaken by the water, where there is a boat which is about to capsize on the, on the, on the sea. Even if one person is in danger from people who are forcing him to do whatever it might be, it could be they're forcing him to, to be drafted, Again, a draft, when I'm talking about the draft in, in the times of, uh, quoting the Rambam, or even early in times of the Gemara, we're not talking about the civilized army over here. A list him, or thieves, or ruachra, zakin, umuschananin, betfilos, peshabbos, a whole ain't token. 
we do actually cry out with Tfilos on Shabbos, but we don't blow the shofar. The only time we're going to allow someone to blow the shofar on Shabbos is for a practical reason. Sometimes we just need manpower. We need people to come to help out. So the only way to do that is blow the shofar. People hear the shofar blowing, everyone says, come out of your house, come help us. And at the end, in Sefiyo, the Ramah And this is an important halacha, because technically speaking, how is a person allowed to go ahead and spend time at Shabbos with extra trinos to daven for a chola, daven for someone who's not well? So from this halacha, from our Mishnah, is where we're learning that somebody who is a chola sheish bo sakana, someone who's sick with any type of illness, which is a sakana, which, is, which poses great, great danger to their life, you're allowed to daven for them and talk him and to cry out publicly for them on Shabbos. And this is the, the, the reason why you're allowed to make a mishabera for cholim on Shabbos, because we're talking about cholim who are in, in, in serious condition. And therefore, even though it's Shabbos, and generally on Shabbos we don't say tchinos or bakashas that are not relevant. They're, again, tchinos or bakashas are not specifically relevant to Shabbos. So, but when it comes to cholashi, someone who is ill, with a, with a grave danger, a, a serious illness, we're allowed to be misspelled for them on Shabbos, and the post can tell us, once you're already saying Mishabarech, and you're saying Mishabarech for pe- people who are very ill, you could add anybody in who needs their Fuah Shalema, even if we're talking about somebody who is no longer in a state where they're in a Cholashesh Bosakana, but anybody, well, that's, that's why you could add in any names to the Mishabarech on Shabbos. But the, the Iker Heter, the, in other words, the foundation of this Heter, the, what makes it permissible for us to say Mishabarech and Shabbos is based off the fact that we're being misspelled or we're davening for people who are in a situation of Sakana. The Mishnah continues, Al tzara shalotavo ala tzibor. Any tzara that we're trying to prevent from coming on the tzibor, on the public congregation, Masriyan Aleim, we cry out, Chutz mi rov kishamim. We start for rov kishamim. For too much rain. Maisa, Mishnah continues. There was a story, the famous story of Choni Ma'agal. They said to Choni Ma'agal, In other words, they were dealing with a situation where there's not enough rain. They said to Choni Ma'agal, do us a favor. You, you are able to be mispal, your tefillahs will be accepted. Please be mispal, that there should be rain. Amr Lahem, he said to them, Go outside, Go take your earthenware ovens inside. In other words, you had your ovens that you used for Pesach, and they had left it outside, because again, it was dry, it was not raining. He said to them, listen, I'm going to start davening, but I want you guys to realize it's going to work. So, take all your, all your ovens, all your earthenware kalim inside, because if you leave them outside, they're going to get wet, they're going to get ruined. Espalo, he davened, v'lo yodu geshaman. It didn't rain. Ma'asa, Og uga v'omad v'tocha. So this word og uga means he, literally, he caked a cake. What does og uga mean? So Rashi later on tells us, on that chav gimel amad alef, uga is a shura agula, it's a round circle. Kemo uga shi agula, because the cake is round. So og uga here means he drew a round circle, he stood in the middle, 
The Omar the fun of Ribonashlov, he said, Ribonashlov Hashem, Banecha, Samu Paneim Alai. Your children came to me, they're relying on me. Sha'anik ben Bayus lefanecha. I'm like a member of your household. Nishpa ani bishmecha agado, bishimcha agado. I'm swearing in your name. Sha'ani zazmi kan ad chetarachim abonecha. I'm not leaving the circle until you ultimately have rachmanus. You have mercy on your children and let it rain. So what happened? Hischilu geshamim menatvin. Started to rain. Started drizzling. Amar lokach alti. No, no, no. This is not what I asked for. I didn't ask for it to be drizzling. I didn't go through all this for a little bit of a drizzle. So what happened? I am waiting for all the cisterns to be filled up with rain. It started pouring. In other words, a massive downpour. Amar, no, no, no. It's not either what I asked for. Lokach shalti. El gishmi ratzum bracha unadava. He said, I want it to rain, a normal rain. I want it to rain, a consistent rain, a normal rain, with a significant amount of water, but I don't want everything to be destroyed in the middle. So what happened? Yardu ketiknan. It came down. Normally, ad shayatsu yisrom yishalayim l'harabayis v'bnei It rained so much, everyone had to ultimately go out of their homes to go to the harabayis, which was much higher than every place else. So in other words, they had to go to a higher elevation because of the amount of, of water that came down. Bo for Amrulo, they came to him, and the Chacham said to him, "Kishem sheyerdukachispalol In other words, now it's been raining significantly. Now please be mispalol that it should stop raining. Let's see if the Evan Atoin got um, ultimately if it if it got if it got wet enough that it started to, to dissolve. Shimon ben Shetach went to, he sent a message to Choni Ma'agel, and he said, not for the fact that you are Choni Ma'agel, goes, I put you in Cherem. Why? Because it's not the way you speak to Hashem. Go into a circle, put yourself in the circle and say, listen up, here's the deal. I'm not getting out of the circle until it starts raining. Then it starts spreading and say, excuse me, it's not what I asked of you. And then again, you're still not listening properly. It's just not the way a person should be talking to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. But again, so therefore I'll leave you alone. You speak to a Kaddish Baruch Hu this way and Hashem listens to you. What is that similar to? Like a child that does something wrong to his father, like a spoiled child. Of course, nobody knows of this, but in case anybody is not familiar, sometimes there are some children who take advantage of their parents and they don't speak properly, they don't ask for things properly, they don't, they don't, they're not properly thankful. And what happens? The father still listens to the child, even though his behavior is not up to par. There's a certain relationship between, between parents and their children, for even though sometimes the children don't act appropriately, nevertheless the parents listen to them. So he's t- saying, Choni Ma'agel, indeed, you are correct, you're like a Ben Bayis, you lived in the house of the Rebona Shalom, so indeed, you, you're like a child to the Rebona Shalom, and therefore, Kadosh Baruch Hu accepted your tefillahs. So now the Mishnah continues. Hayu Mis'anin, V'yardu L'Angishamim. 
Everyone in the city took upon themselves a fast day, and it worked. It started raining. So, Kodim Netzachama, if it started raining before Netzachama, Lo Yashlim. They could say, listen, fast day is off. It's canceled. Everyone can go home and eat breakfast. If after after the sun already came up, then Yashlim should finish the fast. Because maybe perhaps only because they're in a fast day, so they have to finish the whole fast day. Before Chatzos, Lo Yashlimu, Lachar Chatzos, Yashlim. He pushes it all the way up to Chatzos. Maisa, there was a story, Shikaz Rutainus Balud, they instituted a fast day in Lud, Viyardu Lahem, Geshamim Kodum Chatzos, started raining before midday, and Amar Lahem, Rabbitarfin, Suva, Achlu, Vashasu, Vasu, Yamtiv, you could go out, you could eat, you could drink, not only that, you should make a Yamtiv, why? Because your Tfilah was Neskabal, your, your Tfilos, your prayers were accepted. V'yatsu, v'achlu, v'shasu. They left, they went out, they ate, they drank. V'asu yamtuf, they made a, a major yamtuf, a holiday on that day. Ubo kol haravim v'koro halo hagadol. Everyone came and they said halo hagadol. And it's important to mention that I think this is a very important part of the Mishnah. Again, today is, is Hanukkah, we, read, we say halo today. A very big part of any ace tzara is when a Kaddish Baruch who takes it away from us is that we, just, we don't just, just snap right back into regular life. It was a fast day. So I'm assuming it was a fast day. People were prepared. Maybe they took on less work that day. They, they, they took off for the day. Or they had a half a day of work. But ultimately it was a fast day. Everyone was prepared for a fast day. And why? Because they recognized there was not enough rain. They needed rain in order to be able to support themselves, to be able to support the crop. What happened? It started raining. So they didn't just schedule all their appointments back in for the day and just get back into regular life. They said, you know what? We took off the day because we wanted to go ahead and daven to Hashem and to cry out to have our tefillos be accepted. So now that our tefillos were accepted, what should we do? Let's flip the day and make it into a yamtif. Let's spend time together. Let's come to shul and let's sing halal. Let's thank Kaddish Baruch It's such an important part of any ace tzara is that when the tefillos and the skavel is that we actually spend the time to say thank you. To actually recognize that the, that the tsar went away and we have what to be thankful for. It's a great opportunity on Rosh Chodesh, uh, on Rosh Chodesh also at the end of the week, but on Hanukkah, which is a day which, was, which is instituted as days of Hallel, Behodah, that we use these days to actually be thankful for, um, for, for the wonderful things that happen. There's a famous story, I read it in a book about Reb Chaim Kanievsky, that someone once came to Reb Chaim Kanievsky and someone was very, very ill. And he asked Rebbe to please be mispala for this person to have a for Shalema. And what happened? The person had a for Shalema. And many years later, this person came back to Rebbe Chaim, and whatever he came to ask him for, Rebbe Chaim said to him, how is so-and-so doing? And he said, oh, that person, they're better for years already. And he said to them, I- I've been, I-, I was a mispala for this person every single day. You came to me, you asked me to be mispala for this person to have a for Shalema, and I was mispalo. And every single day I have this person in mind to have a four shalema. And people forget to go back. Even when it's not necessarily even with, with Rebona Shalom. How many times do we ask people, Gedolim, to mispalo for somebody? It's important to go back and say, thank you. The tefillah was Neskavel. Of course, to be, to be thankful to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but to be thankful to those who are mispalo on their behalf as well. We're running out of time. We've got to get moving over here. Seder Tanyo Sa'elu Ha'amur Berevi'a Rishonah now the, the Gemara paraphrases the first line of the Mishnah. 
Ramini, there's a theory, a contradiction. Raviri Shona, Vishnia Lishal. The first and the second one is to be Shoel, to ask for rain. Shlishas Lisanos. The third period of time where there's no rain is for fasting. So why are we going into it right away over here? Amar Ravihuda Hachi Kamar Seder Tainios Ha'amor Eimasaibiz Manchiyatsu Raviri Shona. The Seder, the normal way, the normal process of introducing these fast days is it follows what happens by the first season, the second season. That's when it goes through season one, two, three, when we're expecting rain. But if it rained, what happened? Nothing grew. They planted, and then something, it, it went back and it changed. That's when we cry out right away. In other words, we're talking about when there's a noticeable problem, things are not growing well. When are we, are we going to fast right away? That's specifically talking about a case when it changed, when the crop is not growing properly, it's recognizable that something's different here. I will yovshu, if it just dried up, no. Lo, in such a case, we're not going to fast. Of course. Why would we expect that if something dried up, that you're going to fast? Nishtanu, it says it changed. In other words, the crop is not growing properly. Mara says... It's talking about, we, we need to say it's talking about a case, the akun. In other words, there's, it started to grow again. In other words, it changed, but then it started to go back to what would it be expected to be normal. So, I may have thought, this change, in other words, this reversal is actually something significant and maybe it will grow properly. Kamash that no. If once it started changing, we assume it's changed and it's no good. Now, Mishnah said, Ben Geshem le Geshem. Which means that it started raining, but then there was a significant block of time, a 40 day block of time when there was no rain. In those cases, we fast right away, and the Mishnah says, because it's a Makashal Batsoris, it's a, it's a Makav, a food shortage, it's a famine, and that's very serious, we fast right away. So, my maka, ma, Makas Batsoris, what is this Makas Batsoris? Amar Rav Yehuda Marav Maka Hamevia Lidei Betzoros. It's any type of Maka, any type of plague, any type of circumstance which leads to a famine. Rav Nachman Nahara Anahara Betzoros. If you have to cross the river, that's considered a Betzoros, a food shortage. Medinta a Medinta. It's not only a food shortage; that's considered a Kafna, a real serious famine. From Rav Chanina Sa Besa Veshicha Betzorta. If, sorry, saw besela. If a saw is worth the seller, this is talking about the literally inflation. That the money was not worth the amount of money that was normally worth. In other words, a saw besela instead of being a, a four saw in a seller. So that is where money is not worth as much. However, veshicha, food is, very, is 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 widely available. In other words, even though it's more expensive. But it's widely available. That's but sort of that's a, called, called the food shortage. Arba veloshchicha. If it's four in a cella, veloshchicha. In other words, even though people have money, but you can't find food to buy, kafna. That's a famine. Amar of Yochanan loshana el bezmatcha most bezol. That's only talking about when 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 the money is cheap. In other words, money is accessible. People have money. Uperis biyoker, but the fruit, the actual food that you're trying to buy, is very expensive. 
if there are high rates of inflation, and food is cheap, then because you can't buy it, you don't have any money. I remember seeing when it was Dalits in Besela, in other words, that's the normal, the normal price. In other words, people's stomachs were bloated. So again, this is determining what level of famine we're, we're discussing. And the, the, the idea is, you can have money, but if there's nothing to buy, that's still a problem. You, you can have what to buy, but not have any money, that's also considered to be a problem. The Mishnah says, Mars is now going to analyze what it means when it rains, enough for plants, but not for a tree. So, I can understand what it means when there's enough rain for regular plants, but not for a tree. You find that, in other words, it rains very softly, but doesn't rain heavily. So the, 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 the trees need a lot of heavy rain. That there's enough rain for the trees, but there's not enough for the actual plants. The Asyorazia rains very heavy, below Asyonicha doesn't rain softly. So that is not going to help for the small plants. A case which is there's enough rain for trees and for plants, but not for boros, which means the cisterns and the pits where they store the water. You could find such a case, it rains very heavy and it also rains very softly. In other words, it rains heavy downpour, but not enough. So it doesn't fill up the cisterns. That that it says in Raisa, it rained enough to fill up the cisterns and the pits. How do you have such a case where there's enough water to fill up all the cisterns, but there's not enough for the trees and the plants? How does that work? Our answer is to ask you, it has like a massive, massive downpour. So what happens is it fills up so quick, but it doesn't have enough time to absorb into the ground. We start to call out for the trees, Beprosa Pesach. Prosa Pesach literally means halfway till Pesach, so about half a month before Pesach. If, if there's not enough rain to fill up the Boros Sichim Aros halfway to Tersukis, if you don't have anything to drink, you, you're a Masriya, we cry out right away. Shalahan, when we say miyad, what does that mean? Even though miyad means right away, like we said in last tarak, we only start a fast on Sheni Vachamish Vishani on Monday, Thursday, and Monday. We only call out in that area. But Askara, another case, Askara, I believe the Askara in modern day uh, medicine is croup, right? It's it's something which uh, which is a some type of illness in the throat. If it's actually causing people to die, we cry out, no one's dying from it. In other words, it doesn't mean just to forget about it, but we're not going to institute a public day of Yom Teruah. We cry out on Guvai and Locust, even this a little bit, because they cause major, major damage. Even on another type of grasshoppers or locusts. We cry out on the trees, b'shnat b'shar shnei shavua. 
in all the rest of the years, not, in other words, not Shemitah. Al baros sichlim aros afilu b'shviyas even during Shemitah. Shemim gomlil omer af al elanos b'shviyas. You could cry out on trees that are suffering even during Shviyas. Why? Even though you yourself can't do business with them, the poor people come to eat from it. In another b'risa, you could cry out for trees during the rest of the year. On even during Shemitah. It's the same b'risa again. Even on trees, we call out even on trees. The Gemara continues, Mishnah continues, we cry out, so the Gemara continues, we cry out, our plants that grow by themselves, even during the years of, of Shemitah, why because the Aniyim rely on this to eat. Tanya, look to the Bible, Amr Lazar, Ben Pratya, Rav Lazar, Ben Pratya, said, Yom Shachar, Beis from the day that the base mikdash was destroyed, naasu geshamim tzmukim, rain became very unpredictable. Naasu geshamim tzmukim laolam, rain became something very unpredictable to, built to the world. Yesh shana shigeshamim merubim. There are some years that there's lots of rain. Yesh shana shigeshamim muatim. There are some years when there's not a lot of rain. Yesh shana shigeshamim yardim bismanon. There are years when the rain comes, when the rain falls, and it's right time. Yesh shana shigeshamim yardim bismanon. There are some times and some. Some seasons when the rain does not fall in the right time. What is a year when it rains in the right time? What's that similar to? To a servant where his master gave him his food on Sunday. So what happens is, he has enough time before Shabbos to prepare everything that he needs to have a proper loaf of bread. When he eats it, it tastes fine. Shana she'en gishamei yardim bezmanon. A year when the rain does not fall in the right time. L'mahu doma. What's that similar to? Levet shnasun lo rabu parnasas of Erev Shabbos. His master shows up right there on Erev Shabbos and gives him all the ingredients. Nimtzas isa nefesh lo ketikna. He doesn't have enough time to process everything to have a proper loaf of bread. And therefore, v'neachelash lo ketikna, he doesn't eat it properly. Now, the Gemara continues. Shana she gishamei merubin. A year when there's lots of rain. It's like his, a servant who gets everything all at one lump sum, one massive payment. Just very briefly, every time you put your grain into the grinding mill, there's a certain amount of the grain that gets lost and gets stuck to the side of the grinding mill. It's always the same amount that gets stuck to the side of the grinding mill because the grinding mill is always the same size. So if you put in a lot of grain at once, what ends up happening is you end up, your final product is much more because the same amount gets stuck to the grinding mill. But if you do small amounts time after time, every time you lose the same percentage and therefore if you add up that percentage every time you grind it, you lose more. So that's the, that's the mashal over here. What's that similar to when there's not enough rain? To a servant, his master gave him uh, his, his parnasa, his sustenance in small amounts. What the rechaim, what the grinding mill, grinds up from one core, which is a measurement, 
Tochnos min akav, it takes from a smaller measurement of a kav. And imtas isa, kamasho achelos min akor, achelos min akav, the amount that it takes away from a core, it takes away from the kav, he loses much more food. Davra achar, another example, this man, shegeshomeh murubim, when there's lots of rain lamau, domel adam shemegabal satit, person who is mixing cement. Im yeishlo mayim rabim, he has a lot of water, mayim enon kolom vatit megubal, the water does not get to properly absorb, but, sorry, im yeishlo mayim rabim, if he has a lot of water, so then mayim enon kolom, the water does not get used up, vatit megubal, yafa, the cement gets mixed up properly, im yeishlo mayim watim, if he only has a little bit of water, mayim kolom, vatit enon mesgabal yafa, the water gets used up too quickly, and he does not have a properly mixed cement, and that is a problem. We will stop here at Tan Rabbanan. This is the story which starts, the story of Nakdimim ben Goryan, which is, again, the beginning of a very fascinating number of, of Amudim, and really unbelievable Gemaras coming up. And pretty much all of them I got up to, to the end of the parak. Really fascinating Gemaras. A wonderful day.